I'm Torn. Welcome to the team. You're listening to Jacked, the Jack and Roden, I mean, Daxter podcast. Enjoy the episode. <laughs> Alrighty. Welcome, everybody, to the Jacked podcast. It is finally time to talk about the infamously difficult Jacked. We're going to give our two cents on a couple of the levels at a time. We'll still be answering fan questions, so be sure to submit them to our email. Uh, that'll be jacked.podcast at gmail.com. That's J-A-K-D dot podcast at gmail.com. We'll also talk about anything interesting going on that's been spurring up in the fan base community later on in the episode. <laughs> uh, and with that being said, let me introduce you to my host today alongside me. Who do I got with me? You have the awesome guy named CJ. Um, I believe I'm supposed to introduce myself, yeah, Orestes. Yeah, yeah, we just did. Come on, we just did a meta move right now. I introduced him. Introduces me. So go, go on. Um, I just decided that you know what, I could be a full-time beach bum, CJ. Nice. And hell. And then back yeah. after four months of being away, banished to the wasteland, Orestes. Banished to the wasteland. What a return. <laughs> return of a king, everybody. Arrestus is back with us. Thank you, thank you. We are not worthy. We are not worthy. Alrighty, let's let's get into the, some news and updates. Uh let's see here. Uh not much, but just a just a little some little little good things I think are pretty cool. Uh the after twenty years of this game coming out, we are still discovering just the craziest things. A new cheat code has been found for the Jack and Dexter, the Precursor Legacy. Uh, if you go up to the Fisherman, after you've beaten the Fisherman's little minigame once, uh, if you put in the code uh, left, left, right, right, left, left, right, right, X, you'll jump. It'll activate to talk to him again, and you will be able to replay the level, but in a more hardcore mode. So the fish come way more rapidly and way more intense and i guess there's people already speed running this thing uh, i believe there's a, a le- i mean not speed running but like a there's a leaderboard for it and i think i've seen people get up to almost catching like five thousand pounds of fish this is this is kind of crazy mm. in my opinion uh, it was discovered by a guy named das or das uh spelled d-a-s-s i couldn't find any social medias about him i wish i could tag him uh or give him a shout out or whatnot, but Das, that's the guy who everyone else is crediting that I was able to find. So, mm-hmm. yeah, what do you guys think about that? CJ? The cheat code, I honestly didn't even know about that. And now that you guys are bringing it up, I'm wondering why. Why would anybody want to go play that awful mini game again? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. That makes your comment make a little more sense. I saw that. I was like, what do you mean why but yeah that yeah i i don't know why it's yeah it is harder are you kidding me you got dude you got to watch the videos of people playing it like uh outrageous josh he did a little he did a little live stream and he played it yeah i'm thinking maybe there was supposed to be a, a maybe a, in an earlier version of the game you were able to come back to that and then earn more precursor orbs based on how high you could get your score i don't know maybe that would be interesting yeah just like kind of a yeah, but maybe they scrapped it because they're like, well, you don't want to just ha- get unlimited yeah. orbs. That would mm. defeat the purpose. It could have been like the jet board challenges in Jack 2 and 3. Yeah. Like, you get a certain mm-hmm. score, then it maxes out at, like, 10,000 or something. Yeah, yeah. So we're, so we're sure that this mode is limitless, right? It doesn't end. It just keeps going until you lose, right? As as far yeah, as far as I'm concerned, yeah, it just keeps going, and then you just... It, you, and you can't... It's still the same as... When you play it the first time, you can't lose more than twenty pounds, or it's game. Now, over. is this a hack, or is this like an actual like feature that someone? Is it actual? You can play this on the PlayStation Two, Three, and, and Four versions, and also so this is something that was written into the game. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yes, it's an official thing that's okay. written into the game. It's been there this whole time, and just no one's found it until t- like a few weeks ago. Like it blows my mind. Now mm. we're just able to still find shit about this game. It's so crazy. I, w- I went to Boggy Swamp and I tried the same mm. code on, uh, I can't remember his name, but the little redneck swamp The hillbilly, guy. yeah. He, uh, the hillbilly, yeah. He, and uh, unfortunately it doesn't work. I was kind of hoping, I'd be like, that'd be kind of crazy and cool to see if they put a hardcore mode for the rad one. Uh, that one as well. Could you imagine just like, oh, just waves, just unlimited rats <laughs> just piling on in front of you. 
Oh my I, I prefer, God. I prefer the fish. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I will take, I will take the, 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 the fish mini game any day of the week <laughs> instead of the rat one. Because the rat one is so hard to aim. Like the fishing one, I, I kind of get it after a while. Like your thumb gets used to it. But the shooting one, oh my God. Yeah. Uh, I definitely think that game mode was a little harder. Yeah, but uh, just my uh, my opinion is that it's so wholesome that a game after 20 years, it has secret code behind it. And that shows more to you fans out there that it's very, very hard to reproduce a game like this because it hides so much secrets behind its success that it's very hard to just remake it or remaster it. It's not, it's not an easy task to do it. So... A Jack 4 or another Jack game in the Jack universe, it might be more possible than a remake because the old games, like, I don't know what black magic and chemistry they put into this game to be able to fit all of these things inside. Maybe that's why they haven't done anything with it. Mm, no, they haven't because it's a, like it's it's such a difficult code. They set the bar so high for themselves, I can't imagine. <laughs> It would be pretty difficult. It's a very hard code to decipher if I knew from an old uh, like documentary. Like the Jack Daxter games have a very, very hard code to just take it and make it in a new engine. So it's not an easy thing to do. And this and with this and the, with this example, you can see why it has so many little hidden secrets. And who else might know what else they might discover in the future as well? Yeah? Huh? <laughs> I mean, there might be things that many of the developers aren't even aware of. I, I wonder if they knew about this or if it was something that they forgot all about. Hmm. Exactly. Hmm. Well, speaking of a, rema- a remake or a remaster of whatnot, the uh, closest thing we've got so far, uh, if anyone's paying attention out there, t- there's a new Ratchet & Clank Rift Apart game that just got released. Uh, <clears throat> I've seen a lot of great, great reviews on it, but uh, they introduced some kind of weapon, I guess, or something about rifting into different universes and things like that because that's kind of what the whole basis of the game is is rifting into new universes and whatnot and we have some references to jack and dexter uh we have a few screenshots uh i don't know if you're listening on audio sorry you're gonna have to google it yourself but yeah we got a few pictures here that we're looking at and i don't know it's kind of kind of interesting kind of cool that they are still uh keeping jack alive in, a, in some way or another you know it's uh, it's interesting nonetheless and he looks he's looking pretty sleek looking pretty good in the in, the, in this new ratchet and clank game i gotta say hey do we know if it's an easter egg or not like i mean is it an easter egg or is it he's actually the game like and the the guys acknowledge him like he's like oh is this guy with the long ears like or is it just an easter egg like back in ratchet 2 i believe it's it's, so it's there's references to different games. So I believe uh, you can find things from like The Last of Us and Uncharted uh-huh, and uh-huh. other PlayStation uh, games in the Ratchet and Clank game. Uh-huh. So it's like a propaganda for the new All Star games coming up to PS Five. Yeah? <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> because absolutely. because this is like, uh, come on, it's almost one hundred percent that this is going to happen. So yeah. I mean, Ratchet and Clank and Jack and Daxter, they have like a long lasting relationship too of like making references to each other. So I'm sure that that's just what this is. They do. I think people getting excited about them like potentially ha- saying that this is an Easter egg or this is like a, a hint for a, a, a new game coming out. Um, I really. Mm. No, I definitely don't think that. That's that's people are just getting their yeah. hopes high. And they do that with any tiny little reference of Jack and Dexter coming out. This is nothing more than just a simple hom- a paying of homage, an Easter egg. I, th- I think it's a small tease for an all-star coming up game. You know, like the Smash Bros, um, you know, thing they tried to do uh, See, back in PS3. I don't care about that. You know, I hate yeah. to be like the, the, the Debbie Downer, but I mean, even this, like, this didn't when you when I when you guys sent this in the messenger and I saw it like I didn't have any sort of reaction to it really. I mean the precursor <laughs> orb looks cool. I do like the newly designed or if that if that's supposed to be a newly redesigned precursor orb. I do kind of like mm. that. I don't know what I don't know what the orb thing was. It didn't. I don't know if it was Jack and Dexter related, but I think it was more the commentary that was playing during that that little clip that Jack sent in, um, and how some mystery voice was talking about. Like vaguely describing Jack and Dexter. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if it was exactly on that 
that artifact that was shown. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe. I, I, I don't, just, I, don't, I, don't I wish sure. I got excited like you guys and the rest of the fan base. I'm just, I just, I, I feel like well, it's just so small I'm potatoes. Not... And if it's a, it is, it is. It's nothing more than that, but it's still interesting nonetheless. And it's cool to just kind of point yeah. out and be like, hey, look at there. You know, they still still got them in mind. And this, I mean, it's essentially a more modern day Jack look too which is like Hmm. you know we're used to seeing just ports and not even barely not even remasters just ports from playstation 2 from the game so this is like the most modern look of jack that we've seen that i that's i think the more interesting part of the reference you see the the cynical businessman in me feels like this is just another like marketing gimmick to get jack and daxter fans to buy this ratchet and clank game too so that might be another reason i that might be another reason that I'm having trouble attaching to it. Oh my goodness. You can't say that because they have reference to other games as well. I mean, and I guess you could still make the argument, but... <laughs> I feel like that's a large portion of the reason this game's getting such good reviews, though. It's like really relying on the strength of all these older franchises to prop up what has been considered by many to be a dying video game franchise. I mean, Ratchet and Clank hasn't been very good for a while, from what I can tell. And this is like the best game that they've had in years. What? Not really. Like, like, except, like the except, last. Except, yeah. I will yeah. say that that uh, vid- that movie, <laughs> the video game that they made, that was based on the movie. Yeah, uh, that one went best, pretty well. It was like the best game. Yeah, it did. It did in, very uh, well. A long um, time. The movie was a huge flop. Not, not the best game in a long time. I'm a fan of Ratchet and Clank. So yeah. They've been they've been pumping out some great games in my opinion, and this is just going to be another step up. Uh, I wish I had a PlayStation Five to play it, honestly. So uh, I'm going to have to just wait until uh, somebody I know plays it and watch them play it. But uh, I'm I'm hyped for it. Naughty Dog's never been the kind of studio that just milks franchises until they're stale or in need of things <laughs> like crossing over with other. <laughs> We'll see about that in the... Yeah, you just never really know. I mean, they usually know when to bow out when they're ahead. I mean, I don't know. I didn't play the... What is it? The Last of Us 2? That's very divisive, apparently. Yeah, I just watched somebody play that. I was not going to waste my money on that. (laughs) Just after watching someone play it, I'm like, I'm so glad I didn't buy it. Like, you know, I'm not going to say I should base my opinion on that. And I was going to say, you know, if you want to have your own opinion about the game, get the game, play it yourself. Uh, but don't be too hyped. That's all I'll say. About which game? <laughs> about you know, which game? Last of Us 2. Uh, they blew their load in the second game. <laughs> yeah, we. because I just wanted to add before CJ said Naughty Dog is not a, a company that milks a franchise for money. We will see about that in the upcoming The Last I'll of Us five. multiplayer. No, no, no. In the upcoming The Last of Us multiplayer game they're working on, which is confirmed, like half confirmed that it's going to happen. So, oh, God. yeah, I want to see what this is going to be. Are they doing like factions like they did in the first one? There was like a multiplayer faction. I don't know. They they want to make like, I don't know, a survival open world multiplayer kind of thing. I don't know what they're up to. Oh, it seems so that Naughty Dog just yeah. take their time on these sequels, though. They're not just mm. pumping out a, a new sequel every other year or so. Like, I do appreciate they're taking that. their yeah. time. Yeah, they make, take their time with their craft, uh, or at least they're supposed to be. I mean, apparently, a lot of people did not like The Last of Us too. I, I, I didn't even think the first game was all that great. I mean, it was it was fun. I guess it was. Oh no, bro, bro, no! The first one was phenomenal. Uh, I don't know how the hell, bro. <laughs> how the hell you come up with that though? It yeah, just wasn't for I, me, I guess. No, <laughs> I guess not because that game literally one like game of the year dude like that game was phenomenal i mean uh, batman <laughs> arkham city i think won game of the year too and that's got to be one of the most overrated games i've ever played i mean if you're a batman dc fan then i guess you'll be like oh my god this is the greatest I'm, thing ever but. guys 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 one one moment because we're drifting a little bit away uh because <laughs> if we start right now talking about video game opinions we're never gonna go back to our discussion about the jack 2 so true sorry that. about that's the cat. true we got to get into this mission by one, mission. I dudes. just want to say one moment, please, because I didn't get to speak before. That it. Oh, go for it. Go for in it. In all in all of my positive energy about having a new Jack and Dexter game, I just want to say that it really warms my heart to see a new PS5 Jack look through the Ratchet Clank game. It it shows that Insomniac also um, like realizes that Jack is still alive in our hearts and in their hearts as well. So see, I, feel I don't like know. The model looked a little unfinished. I, I yeah, felt but, like there wasn't a lot of detail in the hair and uh, finer details, yeah, but I guess uh, it's because it wasn't a close-up. Yeah. 
Yeah, but still, but still, like even the touch of having him inside, like taking the time to design him and put him in the game, a game so huge that Sony is so proud and might be the best game of PS5 this year, and putting Jack in, it really warms my heart. It really fucking warms my heart, and I love Insomniac for doing that. Maybe they're trying like to see. This is like a fire starter. They're trying to see what noise is still out there regarding the series. Maybe they don't want to pursue anything further until they see how big the uh, fan base really is. But I love it. I just move. love it. Mm-hmm. I just because love I it as a touch. Mm-hmm. Pokemon and Nintendo does this a lot where they'll put out a new Pokemon game and then put tiny little Easter eggs and clues about them doing a remake of another region just to see like what the response is. And then a couple of years later, they'll announce, oh, we're, we're finally doing that thing. Mm, I see. So okay. this could be one of those moments. <laughs> Possibly. Alrighty, boys, let's get into Jack 2. We've been hyped to talk about this for a goddamn minute now. And uh, sorry, Cherry, she, she, she we, we were texting and she said uh, that she's really upset because this is one of her favorite games and she can't be here. Uh, so, when are we going to see her again? You're here in spirit. So, so <laughs> when are we going to see her I mean, her when again? are we going to hear her again, I guess? Here, sorry. here, yeah uh it's whenever she gets done with her i think she's got some kind of job little job thing going on uh if i remember correctly i might be wrong on that i'll have to look back at the group chat but i know she's got something going on but she'll she'll be back and also terry don't worry if you're hearing this jack 2 is a huge game so (laughs) you will definitely that's what i was telling her too i was like don't worry you'll probably be back we'll still be only on like level yeah (laughs) probably (laughs) (laughs) probably Alrighty, so let me uh, let, let's we'll just talk about a little bit of the game itself and mm-hmm. kind of the intro of the game. You know, it starts off back in uh, well, I guess the main main intro. You kind of are already looking at this like dark and gloomy kind of area, and it's very already just very unfamiliar. Um, and I remember being a kid, and I first saw the intro where it's like kind of that slow pan, kind of going through the city, showing each of the billboards and whatnot. I was just like. What, where am I? What is going on? Like, I was like, something bad happened. Something happened. Like, I'm, because huge fan of the first game, and, you know, it's just a whole new look now. I'm like, what the hell? So, yeah, uh, from there to then, uh, then, you know, you finally get into the game, start up your new game, get into it, and then you're brought back to Sandover Village, and mm-hmm. things start seeming a lot more familiar. You got Samos' commentary. Uh, explaining what's going on and love all the callbacks you know, it, it was kind of narration yeah yeah it was just it was interesting how they kind of <clears throat> they kind of play with your emotions they <clears throat> pull at your heartstrings of like kind of spook you first and then uh, they're like ah lull you into a false sense of security exactly yeah i got that going on so uh yeah okay that's all i gotta say about that yeah it's just very very awesome <clears throat> i like it <clears throat> awesome is the correct word yeah uh, it's definitely more mature and of course the gta influence the influences is right there on the spot just from the beginning of it because as you said the dark (laughs) the dark tone in what they're saying in what is happening in the core you know summoning (laughs) and everything but i what i have to say is that the writing and the discussions have more meaning like the actor even the voice actors are you know feeling it even more when they're talking, like right, right from the beginning, don't don't mention Jack that he started talking after a while. Like Samus's talk, Daxter talk, Kira talk. Like every discussion is way more mature than the first game that was like, oh, you need to go and find the power cell, yay, and we need to save the dark ego. Like this is way more mature. Like it's going, you know, it's it's it 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 got away from the childhood and went into the teenage years. That's for sure. Uh, and also, it starts out as an awesome plot from what are they saying about the teleporter they have and what does it do and how it works and stuff like that. Uh, also, so many new faces. You just, you know, see Core, then you see Errol, then you see the guards, then you see all of these people in the town and you're like, hmm. what the fuck is this? <laughs> um, and uh, I've hmm. talked about this before. I was quite, it was quite a shock going from Jack and Daxter to Jack 3. Everything was different. Everything had changed. Oh. Jack was talking. I didn't know what to make of it. I was like, oh, that's so Some shit crazy. went down in the second game, apparently. 
<laughs> yeah. And um, when I, I don't even, so I don't even remember what my first reaction was to playing Jack Two. To be honest, I mean, I think I knew most of what happened because I had that lovely guidebook I always talk about, and it had mm. like character bios for all the characters. So I guess it was cool meeting like Errol before he was Cyber Errol. It was cool meeting the Bear in Praxis because I had only heard of him. I never saw him or played his game before, so that was cool. Um, mm-hmm. Eventually, getting to see like um, what Onan and all Pecker and all the other characters that you eventually that carried over into Jack Three. I think that was my favorite part about Jack Two was just filling in all those holes, and um, and I honestly, honestly did not uh, know about Jack being a kid and the whole time travel thing. So that was qu- that was kind of a shock too because I didn't know how that played out at first. Um, mm. And I think that this, this is game probably is one of the best examples of time travel in any form of media. Because mm. um, it it doesn't it introduce overly complicated rules for why the time travel exists. Its only purpose is to create a new time zone and a new world and a new location in Haven City for the new characters. So, um, and they don't talk about it that much. And then it resolves itself at the end with Jack going back in time. So it's like a closed loop. So it's nice, nice little bow. Hmm. Yeah. They did it very nicely. Mm-hmm. I mean, do you guys, I mean, I don't know, like, has there ever been such a drastic change from, like, the first installment to another, like, even in movies and television? Like, I don't know of very many forms of media that would have the uh, uh, balls to take that much of a risk and a gamble. Because they could have just done the traditional Jack and Daxter 2 copy and paste collect-a-thon sequel. It probably would have sold just as many copies. Um, it wouldn't have been nearly as good, though. I've thought about that too. Mm. Like, what game or movie or just show or what whatnot has taken such just a dramatic change uh, in their series? In their After, style. especially just having a first game doing so well, and you know, kind of understanding their audience based on the reaction to the first game. <clears throat> I think Empire Strikes Back was pretty risky when it came it came out. People love it now, but people also forget that when it first came out, it was quite divisive, and um, a lot of people didn't like it, and they thought it was a very risky uh, sequel. Mm. Oh, with uh, Star Wars? Yeah. Star Wars, but Star Wars still had a main space war idea in mind. This was a whole other thing. Yeah, no. Yeah. Yeah, very Jurassic Park. It was a very Jurassic Park moment, you know, when they went from the first game to the second. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking through my library of games and I cannot really find a game that, like, it turned 180 degrees and went from a platformer to a semi-open world uh, shooting game. Yo, I feel like you typically more see games get, like... I don't know. I don't know if I can really make this as an example, but maybe something like Infamous, where you have like a really just a really like the game. The first game's already just dark, gritty, edgy, and just sad and evil and all that. <laughs> and then dark as souls. you as they do a sequel, they it kind of lightens up a little bit more, and it's not as dark and as gritty and whatnot. So I feel like it's, you see that more in games. Mm. Like, or God of War. I think God of War might be a little bit of a better example, at least like with Kratos. Well, they did exactly that with Jack 3, which is funny. They they kind of went back on their darkness and tried to go back to the first game in a lot of ways. I Yeah, I see, I see that too. Yeah, I think they did, definitely did that with Jack 3, absolutely. Um, but with, yeah, when you have, like comparing 1 to 2, it's... Yeah, I don't think a lot of people actually do that. I don't think I don't think you, yeah, and I don't think you can compare them. Like they're a completely different genre of a game. But yet, bizarrely, Absolutely. one can't exist without the other. Like I can't imagine playing Jack Two though without having played. You know, being able to. I think what made Jack Two even more of a, you know, such a gut wrenching change is because we got to play the first game, or most of us did at least, and we got to play as this really fun, light hearted. It was just a, you know, adventure. You know, coming of age. It was classic. It was nothing too complicated, and you knew everybody was going to come out alive, and everybody was going to be all right. It was just a fun hero adventure, and then boom, brutal like torture prison evil dark side demon you know uh it's just like oh my god poor jack you just watched his innocence just get completely shattered Mm. absolutely yeah oh holy shit (laughs) so that's yep that's pretty much the intro to the game and then we get hit with 
I remember this as a kid. As soon as they hit you with this, uh, Dexter saying his last famous words, don't worry, Jack, I'll save you before you know it. Damn. Two years later, bro, <laughs> seriously? That's the worst thing. I hate that trope. I hate that trope in games and movies. I, if they explain it later, cool. But God, it's just like they oh my God, like I'm like a thousand things go through my mind of like what possibly could have been going on during that that time period. And yet we only know? get to see the last um, couple of days when they eventually do make this Dexter spinoff game. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And I do like the the Dexter game. I oh, absolutely. I need to beat it though. I haven't actually. I feel like a fake fan. I haven't actually beat it. I think I've just looked up the ending. It's pretty satisfying. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I do believe I remember it. It does tie into it nicely uh, into the series. Yeah, it's a nice. It's, it's a very nice. It's actually, it's one of the best uh, PSP games in general. Absolutely. I be, I believe it. I absolutely believe that. But with so so and and what, like I was saying before, like my like it hits you with the two years. I'm like, what possibly could happen? So with. Uh, you know, after the two years kind of shows, you get introduced to Baron Praxis and Errol, and you're just like, oh, gosh, okay, so clearly these guys are the enemy. I am recognizing them as the enemy now, because, mm-hmm. you know, understanding Jack and being on, he's all uh, tied up, or not tied up, but like... Strapped in. Sh- strapped to the chair, I guess, you know? Um, very just like, you know, you already understand who who you're up against and what's going on. <clears throat> Um, but if I could just touch on just the, during those two years, like, you know, you play Dexter and you kind of understand that, but like, you never really know what's going on with Jack. And I think it would be very interesting if anybody out there, uh, a fan of some sort is really good at like making little comics. It would be very interesting if someone could like go into like Ooh. Jack kind of experiencing that prison life and Oof. like <gasps> dealing with Ooh, like, man. Just, like really, really getting like you onto something bullied and like just fucked up really like you know just i think it'd be a very interesting comic to kind of see right i want to see who else is a prisoner in this uh we only ever see jack really as the only prisoner but i'm sure there are more Mm. that's true yeah yeah maybe maybe jack's actually met characters we've seen later on in the game but we don't actually like you know maybe he just doesn't bring it up that's why it's got such a bad reputation from right off the bat that too yeah you know so so like i i i I, that that was something i i had a mind when i was kind of uh, writing my stuff that down. sounds incredible like, like what what could have jack like you know because he's got you know the up to that so that pent-up moment his first his first words were i'm gonna kill praxis you know there's there's something behind that i th- and i think it extends more to, to just the torturing that he went through with the baron i think it's also you know the the torture the mental torture that he had to go through being in that prison in that cell and just for two years you know mm-hmm. that's not nothing that's 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 time yeah. right there you know so and to, to and, and it's just some innocent what was he like 14 15 at the I time think 15 yeah and yeah 15 year old in prison putting him in with a bunch of like probably more adult i don't know unless maybe they put him with other like little 15 year old teenager brats that were just uh, roaming around graffitiing all over the baron's <laughs> face on posters and shit you know i, I don't think, know i, I don't think know. i think he got the special treatment because he knew baron knew he was his special one that's why he he teased him with dark ink all these years so maybe he kept him in a in a special chamber that's possible it also i guess yeah, it's also possible that he never actually maybe met any prisoners um but i don't know i think in my mind i think it would make sense for them to have like a giant lunch room kind of thing mm-hmm. and like just have him do that uh to go back to this the main scene you know you have jack in the chair baron and errol are talking errol gives me major teacher pet vibes you know just like always (laughs) want to i have to please i have to please the teacher ah this is the teacher pet. Ah. kissing the shoe i get those vibes from Uh. errol so badly but he likes he loves to portray himself as this badass i'm such a cool racer oh and jack you're nothing i'll be i'll finish you later it's like dude shut up just yeah, I mean it's it's a good character. I'll give like it's a good character in the sense of the game, but it's like that's why that's one like a main reason why I don't like Errol myself yeah. is because right off the bat I'm like like I knew this kid in school and I wanted to, <laughs> I wanted to bully this kid. No, 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 I don't. No, I didn't want to bully. But you know, you see, you definitely see kids in class and you're like, 
God, I wish you weren't here. <laughs> well, I think it's interesting that they chose Errol instead of the Baron as the villain to bring back for Jack 3, too, because I think that's how they always envisioned Errol as kind of being like Jack's like arch nemesis or to be the exact opposite of him in every way possible, almost. Um, yeah, yeah, I can see that. I can see that. Mm, yeah, in a way. And also, don't forget, guys, Errol wanted to take the throne for himself. So he yes. wanted Baron. Uh, he wanted to be the left hand of Baron because he wanted to oh. marry the. Come on, I forget the name. Aslin and become the Ash- heir to oh, the yeah, throne Ash- of the city. Well, isn't it Kira he's after though? I, it might not show us, but I think this is this was his main like idea. I like that though of becoming the king of. Uh, yeah, I, I I believe like I don't know what your guidebook says, but I believe that the true intentions of Errol was to become the heir. Of, um, of the throne and take uh, the city for himself. Uh, that's why what he tries to do in the third game with the robot invasion and everything, but in a different way. Also, he's also got, you know, uh, there's a couple of scenes, especially in the throne room later on where they're talking to Kor over the communicator. He does seem like he actually does want to, like, protect the city just like the Baron does and is willing to go face the Metalhead leader head on. Uh, mm with himself leading the attack i think that does say he does have quite some courage and spoilers especially Mm. to keep going up against jack when he keeps getting pummeled by him time and time again yeah that's true the only other thing i'll say is uh i do enjoy how instead of the orbs being all around they're a lot more scarce Uh, (laughs) just kind of like added on to that collect-a-thon kind of feel but Mm -hmm. it's not as easy to find the orbs and you you know you get more out of it with the cheat codes and absolutely uh, things like that were there even any cheat codes in the first game besides this new thing that we just discovered recently nope no uh yeah no there's no cheat codes whatsoever you can like there's no like fast cutscenes or anything like that like the other games yeah no jack jack dexter was just pure <laughs> and wholesome <laughs> i had a guidebook that tried to tell me that there were three cheat codes but they never worked yeah. and <laughs> probably probably in general it's it goes like the guy that discovered this one the left left right one probably he just yeah. tried like a, a general code like it, it, it's it's not something so specific it's very general like you might even try it to other games yeah. and it work so that's why maybe he discovered it anyway and so the first thing the first first thing we ever hear from this guy is i'm going to kill praxis and the famous meme just is born the most famous line in all of the Jungle Daxter universe is this one, and I'm Absolutely. very I'm very praised that this is the most famous line of the game after Orange Lighting, of course. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes, because uh, I don't know, it's it's a nice line that completely describes the game you're going to play. You're going to kill Praxis, and this is the main goal and the main you know influence of the character. And I remember also my joke back in some episode that I said I'm going to kill taxes, if you remember that joke. It was a very bad joke, but anyway. Oh my god. Yeah, and uh, my count in this level was seven orbs. I don't know how much you guys found, but I think I found them all. Yes, because I've played this level so many times, like new gaming all the time this game. So I think, yeah. Isn't this one of the areas that you can get back to though? um... Yeah, yeah, of course, definitely. Definitely, you're gonna. And you, okay. actually, I thought so. I don't think because you go back and find Samus later with the Saro, you remember when they imprisoned them? Yeah. So I don't know if you can go and search. You could still go through the factory, I think. I think because that has the warp gate. That, that has yeah. the only warp gate that goes back to the drill platform, I think, at the end yeah. of the game. And one last thing is that uh, it's a nice, short and sweet tutorial of the level that teaches you, again, the basic stuff. Because a lot of people, it was their first game. So they need to learn how to double jump, roll, attack, punch. And also, it doesn't have Crimson Guards with blasters. They only have the tasers. So it's easier for them to combat them in close combat. And it's a nice, short, sweet tutorial level like the Geyser Rock. <laughs> but a more a more dark uh, Geyser Rock. <laughs> yeah, I definitely think that tuto- it was a very nice tutorial level. I think it transitioned with the game in itself a lot better. It's much better than Jack 3's. Uh, uh, ah, yeah, 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 Jack, yeah, yeah. Jack 3, if I had to rank, if I had to rank, I'd say Jack 3 would be third then Geyser Rock, then Jack 2. Yeah, I agree. Just in transition-wise and, like, learning the basics of mm-hmm. game, of, like, the game and the controls and whatnot, I think that's that's where I stand with that. Mm-hmm. 
I love that the Crimson Guards are like the stormtroopers of this universe, though, especially in that one level when they're shooting up through the floor. If you keep moving, they can like never get you. And um, it, I always wondered what the point of the roll was, or to, other than to like do the roll jump. But you can like use the roll to like dodge, and um, they can't hit or shit. They so yeah, I get that. I get the stormtrooper vibes. They definitely at the same time when I did get hit, it made me so pissed off because I was just like. <laughs> Oh, that was such a lucky shot. I was like, the AI's not that good. Mm-hmm. I'm that. Come on, like, what's going on here, dude? There's no way you get, you hit me. Uh, there. I no. have a, I have an idea. Oh if God. you want to, if you want me to talk a little bit, uh, not a little bit, just want to say sure. something like like the stormtroopers in Star Wars that everybody said that they didn't shoot, not because they were bad shooter, but because Darth Vader told them to don't shoot Luke and Leia because they're his uh, children. This is what the fandom mm-hmm. says about them. So I believe something similar might be true. For the Crimson Guards, like, yeah, I know they kill you in the game when you go to the open world, but maybe the Baron told them to don't kill you because he needs you. He's, he, you're on the, you're his only weapon against the Metalheads. So maybe that's why they shoot so bad against you. I don't know. Just an idea. That's interesting. Mm. Um, I do agree that that could be. I mean, it feels like if Freyron really wanted Jack and Daxter dead or captured, they could have done it really easily. It seems like they always knew where the underground was. Um, they always knew where Jack and Dexter were or were there because because core eventually we were they had a mole they had two moles I think they had torn and core was like the evil uh, core all along um, I also agree that the precursor warp situation just need they they it, they should have somebody should have told them like right before they put the game out that they shouldn't put orbs in places that you can't get back to or make them more plentiful like in jack three you don't need to collect all the precursor orbs in order to get all of the um cheats you only need, it's like 625 and you only need 600 of them to get all the cheats mm, exactly or something like that mm-hmm. so it could have been something like right. that i think jack three really balanced it out because they were a lot more plentiful and they were in easy locations and then also in locations that you had to use either the jet board or light flight to get to so it made all the powers and add-ons even more special and made them more purposeful it feels like here in jack two we're getting into it later they had a lot of great ideas and they introduced a lot of new stuff but they didn't implement some of this new stuff as well as they could have um and um which we'll get into here in a little bit when we cover the second level but i um like dark jack for example they could have Mm -hmm. implemented that a little bit better interesting yeah are we on to the the next level or did you want to talk a little bit about the Ah, sorry 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 I mean, I already said, yeah, I mean, we pretty much covered that. I just wish it would have been nice for the actual Daxter spinoff game to have covered a bit more than just like four days. I think that's being uh, generous, too. It's very. Oh, I did not know that. I thought it was throughout like throughout the course of the two years. It's only it's only the couple days before Jack's escape. Oh, yeah. Daxter's like working for he's he's completely forgotten about Jack at this point and he's um working for this like metal bug ex- extermination business right he yeah just, i remember that just so happens to see jack flying by he's like oh right that's right jack's still in prison <laughs> and then that is when he starts his mission to right. go find oh, him oh my gosh that little motherfucker right all right <laughs> all right so now the level after so you're in the fort uh, fortress you finally escape you you leave and uh let's see here if i remember correctly you find yeah you finally find some allies you get to meet uh core is that that yeah his name's still core yeah Yeah. um (laughs) and you meet this child and i don't know my first reaction to a child i was just like that kid's definitely related to jack one way or another i don't i don't know what they're gonna say but that kid with that i mean come on with the blue tunic the same the same uh, clothes, hairstyle, everything. Dumbass me never got it. <laughs> yeah, he just... Really? You never got that? I mean, I didn't know it was going to be actually him. Yeah, I knew it was important. I also hadn't completed I... Jack 3 yet, so I didn't know the big twist that Jack was the kid all along yet. So <laughs> I saw the symbol of Mar, and I thought he was just like Deimos's kid. I didn't know mm. that Deimos was, though, Jack's dad. Though I, I didn't make the connection. I, I I didn't know it was gonna be actually him, but I was just like, like that 
so totally related to Jack somehow. Like me, I was like, mm, maybe they'll do like it's his little brother or something like that. And I was like, that'd be kind of cool because I had a. I maybe thought that because when I when this game came out and I was playing it, I had a little brother at the time. Mm. Uh, he's dead now. Ooh. But no, I'm uh, just kidding. He's still. Oh alive. my god! No. Shut the fuck up, dude! Like, what the he's fuck? like the only character too that Jack is like defensive of too, besides Daxter. It's really sweet. Yeah, that's and that's how I saw it. I was just like, I was like, I'm gonna protect this kid like it's my little brother. Gab, oh. gab, fuck you, bro. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I know, I got you there. Huh? <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, Core seemed like a nice guy. I kind of thought at first, my first impression of him, I was like, okay, maybe we're gonna—he's gonna spit some wisdom at some point. He seems like a pretty chill dude, but um, and he, yeah, you know, rightfully concerned to try to want to protect the kid, and I want to—I wanted to. Jack didn't. He had a—he was like, a, he had more of an attitude of like, why should I give a fuck about this kid? I'm trying to. He's like, where the hell am I? What's going on? Blah, blah, blah. You know, he wants answers. And Core exhibits all the classic signs of a sociopath or a psychopath. Yeah, yeah, he, uh, <laughs> yeah. And we'll get into that a little later with the other levels with Core. But, uh, and then, you know, you finally meet them. And then after you meet them, you finally, finally get, you get to mm. enjoy the satisfaction of just releasing this pent up rage that Jack, you know, has had. And me being a kid, or at least when I was a kid, you know, I personally had a lot of rage in myself. And it was just, it's so satisfying to see one of your favorite video game characters become this, this ball of rage and just attack. And he's very visceral and you just get to unleash it onto these guards. And that also tying into, I I, I want to tie into also really good, uh, way to do like a tutorial on like how to use dark jack and whatnot and it was just all around satisfying like this is probably one of my favorite just intros to a game um in like of most games that i've played i'd, I'd say jack 2 mm. far up there yeah yeah so, i agree i agree to that that's my piece uh so uh for me personally i didn't like core from when i was young and i don't like him now either okay this old <laughs> fart can go piss himself for all I care. Cancel core. But he's a very well-made villain. Like, as you say, like he for me personally, it's a way better villain than Errol in the second game. Like, I, I understand Errol, but this dude, like, he hides himself so good. He has intentions. He's truly a metalhead inside of his core. And that's maybe because his name is Core. <laughs> but uh, it, <laughs> it's Core. <laughs> <laughs> but it, I think for me personally, as an adult, uh, sorry, as an adult probably, uh, but it kind of foreshadows uh, like he is the, from the beginning that he's troublesome because the way he talks, like he's like, mm, very interesting, Jack, you have a dark power. And I don't know, I never fucking trust <laughs> him. Uh, also, the. He's a little over-interested. And also the way he speaks, like the voice actor did, I don't know if he did it intentionally or he did a poorly job, but, <laughs> you know, he's, he had a, a voice of a villain, like not a, a voice of a guy that's good. Uh, it's the same thing, like you see a guy and you think, ah, yeah, maybe his intentions are good, but, yeah, then he's misunderstood. Anyway, I'm I'm qu- I'm waiting the jokings. I will say that that does make the game great for a repeat playing though, because you always get to see like yeah, exactly. It gives a new layer to every single thing that he says. Exactly, exactly, it did, exactly. Yeah, uh, and also the kid, I never saw the plot coming when I was young, to be honest, <laughs> uh, because as I said, I played the third game first and then I played the second, so I didn't know what happened with the kid. Uh, and also, I thought it was uh, the banished son of Baron, like the Baron has lost his son. And, you know, this is kind of how we fit Errol and Jack in this whole thing. And, um, like, he didn't even had Aslin, okay, by then. So I thought it was uh, his little son. And the old guy, Kor, has took it away from him and brainwashed him to think that you need to fight your father and you're against your father. You understand where I'm going with this? Like, so I thought Kor was a bad guy from the beginning that stole the son of Baron. That, that's why Baron is so mad and... Took oh. his raids out in Jack and stuff like that. So I thought I thought it was a family issue <laughs> all along. Um, that makes sense. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, that. and then the fight with the Crimson Guard is a pretty cool, and also it's another hidden tutorial that teaches you. Hey, you know what? <laughs> you have a dark Jack power in this game, and you can kick some ass, some serious ass. And uh, yeah, I think it's a very very nice uh, little beat up level, like a little like not a level like a beat up segment. That teaches you, you know what, you can use the dark power in the open environment, on the guards, on the civilians, on whatever you want. So it's a nice, nice little uh, thing. Yeah, so that's what I think about the second level. 
Hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> CJ. What you got, CJ? I mean, hard to follow up. You guys pretty much cleared it. I mean, I will say that it's this kind of this. Um, I love the first fight. It's a great introduction to Dark Jack. Uh, it kind of symbolizes, though, a problem that the game has is that it doesn't really bring this into play at all, except for when the plot needs you to do it. I think it'd be cool maybe every now and then just to have while you're playing the game, just to have the dark jack power spring up accidentally out of nowhere. And then that triggers the alarm that you got to hide or get rid of the uh, crimson guard or whatever you have to do, or just have it come into play as to, in terms of the story and plot just a little bit more often. Uh, the game itself triggers Jack instead yeah. of you doing mm. that. Yes. Mm, yeah. That would, that make that, that would be a lot more interesting. And then as you get throughout the game, it happens less and less until the point when you're at the end of the game, you have full control over the Dark Jack powers. Oh, that's, wow, that's a nice view of the Dark ability. Um, I mean, it, it, they, they, ha- this is, they just added so much, and I get that, you know, they only had two years to do the sequel, so they wanted to get everything as polished as possible. I mean, and from start to finish, like, the game is remarkably, like, uh, almost zero bugs, very polished, very smooth. I mean, they knew what they were doing. It's a, it's kind of make it's quality, bro. It's quality from start to an end. And when you have Absolutely. a quality game, that's why you can make all of these theories and say, "Well, maybe they did this because of this," and because it's quality. When you have quality, you can talk all day. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Jinx it. I still like Jack Three the most, but I mean, Jack Two is so polished and so like cinematic in its presentation. The cracks of Jack Three, I think, show a little bit more now that I've played through it, just because they kind of rushed and copy and pasted most of what they did in Jack Two into Jack Three and made very little improvements. And there are some bugs and glitches that are a bit more obvious. Um, but um, it's still my favorite personally. It's probably just for nostalgia more than anything else. Um, I will right. say, Jack Three or Jack Two is probably te- the technically better game. Mm. Ooh, spicy opinion! But I'll never get tired. I'll never get tired of those sand uh, sand buggies, though. <laughs> <laughs> also, also, also the hidden ones, the hidden uh, jump buggies. The ones you unlock with the orbs. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, also, too, yeah. um, this is kind of the first sign of, you know, the infamous spin kick button mashing that just pretty much clears a room. Oh, which you, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. More so happens in Jack 3. But um, if you have the dark jack power in this game, you can clear out a room of enemies e- without even using any of the dark jack powers just by mashing the mm. uh, punch button. Exactly. Yeah, I wonder if they even intended for us to use the weapons like that to mash and things like that i mean like the, you know you when you if you hit an enemy like you punch them and then you shoot you know it's got that like spam right mm-hmm. there but like it's interesting how you can still like kick that on just doing a, a jump spin kick and shooting around like you can still kind of activate that like rapid fire double punch yeah mm-hmm. it's so cool we'll discuss about this when we get to the fighting course levels because uh, I have a thing to say about that, and we can discuss about the guns. It's one when we get to its firing course. <laughs> I think it's more appropriate. Oh. Yes, I Absolutely. will say one more thing about the guns. Though. It takes <laughs> yes. way too damn long for us to get a gun in this game. Like level ah. five or six. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, kind of, kind of, yeah. I will agree. It's like it's on the cover of the game, and why are we? Why is it taking so long? <laughs> Well, alrighty. That being said, that that'll be our mission. The mission for now. We'll get into a few more in the next one. Uh, we'll have. Let's. Uh, let me just give a little shout out here. We have a jacked mail month community post. This will be the section where we just kind of talk about what's going on in the community. And uh, I don't know if you guys have seen anything, uh, but I'm gonna bring this up because uh, we have a podcast member. His name is Jack. Haha. <laughs> but it's spelled J A C K. Yeah. And uh, he has a Twitter page that uh, we highly recommend everyone go follow and uh, take a look at. Uh, you can follow the Twitter page uh, at Jack Month. And uh, so he's got kind of got like a whole Jack Month thing going on here. And uh, let me just read a little piece on it. Uh, there'll be more information uh, on the Twitter page itself. So what the question is, what is Jack Month? Jack Month is a community-driven event focusing on creating, sharing, and viewing original Jack and Dexter-related content to celebrate the 20th anniversary of the series, which is, if you didn't know, this year. <laughs> For the event, we have a bunch of YouTube creators. I, I don't know who he 
is referencing here. Uh, but uh, we have a bunch of YouTube creators who will make videos about Jack and Dexter. The video can be about anything as long as they relate to the series and in any form. During the event, these videos will go live at scheduled times on the creator's own channel. All these videos will then be saved in a playlist on the Jack and Dexter or on the official Jack Month YouTube channel. Uh, on Twitch.tv during the event, the official Jack Month Twitch channel will be hosting and streaming Jack and Dexter-related streams. Jack Month will take place from November 1st to December 3rd, 2021. For more information, check out the full announcement in our uh, at Jack Month Twitter bio. So, yeah, you can get more information if you go follow the page there. Uh, go support our boy. Go submit any, you know, like that comic that I was talking about earlier. Someone get on that comic. Let's <laughs> see what Jack's prison life was. And go ahead and submit it to the Twitter. And Daxter as well, you know. Any fan art that you got going on, fan fictions, things like that. Anything Jack and Dexter related, please go to the page. Feel free to submit it. And um, you'll get you'll get your retweets. You'll I get your likes and things like that. It's a cool little... Little exposure thing in the, going on in the community that I, I but, really but, enjoy and I want to shed but more. But please, light not Zach uh, Rule 34, please. No. <laughs> we have enough of this. Say, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> say what? <laughs> we don't want more uh, Zach and Daxter Rule 34 here. <laughs> no, I'm. Oh, Rule 34. Yeah, yeah no. Nah, please keep it. Keep, keep it, it personal. Please keep it safe <laughs> keep for work. Personal, safe for work. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Hell yeah. And so with that being said, thank you guys for listening. I uh, hope you enjoyed. Be sure to submit any questions that you have for the podcast and upcoming uh, with the upcoming series or episodes that we got. We're going to be talking more about Jack 2 and things like that. Uh, once again, I'll say be sure to submit it at our email for uh, at jacked.podcast at gmail.com. Once again, that's jakd.podcast at gmail.com. And we'll see you in the next episode. May the precursors have mercy on your soul. Any final words? <laughs> Since together, let's go. One, two, three. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, guys. Thank you so much for having me back. I will see you in some next episodes. Mm-hmm. Peace, au revoir. Sayonara, whatever language you speak, I don't really give a fuck. <laughs> Peace. You got your own opinions? Want to throw your weight around? Email the show. Details in the show notes.